Welcome to Behind the Backline, the podcast where we chat with merchants, brands, and industry professionals in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space about their products, services, industry trends, stories, and more. Join us now as we dig into the stories behind our favorite backline gear. Welcome to episode 16 of Behind the Backline. I'm Matt Jacoby of Active Media, and today I have the pleasure of talking with Paul Flatley of Flatley Guitar Pedals. Thank you for joining me today, Paul. You're welcome. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. Yeah, it's great to uh, get a chance to connect, uh, you know, being on opposite sides of the pond and trying to find time in our schedules. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, let's start off with uh, having you uh, uh, kind of tell us a little bit about who you are. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, as you said, I'm Paul Flatley, and uh, I'm the owner of, of Flatley Guitar Pedals. Um, our company is making guitar and bass pedals in the UK. They're all handmade by myself. Uh, we're a family-run business, and uh, we're looking to uh, expand um, across globally through Europe and, and America. So uh, that, that's hopefully you'll get the message out to some of your listeners um, today when 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 the podcast goes out so yeah I'd, i definitely hope you know i'd love to contribute in any way that i can and uh, hope that uh you know if you're looking to expand to other parts of the globe that yeah this is a, a benefit to what you guys are doing um so do, do you guys or have you ever uh been represented at the nam show at all no we haven't been represented at the nam show we've been going now for about two and a half years um, we, I was living internationally at the time, which was about the first year, and I was selling pedals abroad to expatriates um, who didn't have the choice of, of, of what they uh, wanted to get. So then I came back to the UK at the beginning of 2017. I took a day job, um, what I've been doing for the last 30-odd years. I was uh, a director of engineering for a helicopter company. Um, by trade, I was an avionics technician, so I worked until December 2017. Then I gave up that day job to now start this day job and run the company full-time and get it on the map. That is really cool. That is a, a heck of a change to go from from those that, that career yeah. line to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, uh, how long have you been playing guitar? I've been playing guitar since I was about 21, so it's roughly around about 30 years now. Okay, okay. And uh, have you, has this been a, the, the um, guitar pedals thing been kind of a passion or have you, you know, where did, or where was the inspiration for, for jumping into, into the guitar pedal business? Well, I, I used to like playing with pedals and, and getting sounds. I, I've never been much of a technical person when it comes to playing the guitar but I've been more interested in what sounds that I could get um, to fill the void of, of the lack of technique on my behalf. <laughs> so, but for, for many years, I was always being asked to, to look at electronics on music equipment and guitars. So when I was living abroad, I thought that I would um, start having a, a look at, at building some pedals and perhaps making a retirement plan, so doing something different. So that's kind of really how it all started. And there was a market where we were living um, because th there wasn't really very much variety. So I managed to get into it at the deep end, so to speak. Yeah, that is definitely definitely the, a good definition of the deep end. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, go ahead. Yeah, So, I, but I also wanted to do something that, as well as producing sound, 
uh, had flexibility um, in the product as well and was also some form of art as well. So I wanted to combine quite a lot of features together. Very cool. Yeah, that's that's incredible. So like, was your um, what's your background in electronics? Um, I, I assume that had something to do with your um, your previous positions. Yeah, well, I started off at the age of 16 in, in the military doing uh, avionic uh, as an avionic technician uh, on helicopters. And uh, I've stayed in the aviation industry most of my working life up until now and um you know been a sort of avionics maintenance technician so uh, you know i've messed about with electronics for a very long time on on aircraft until coming off the tools so to speak about 15 years ago and then going up through the the management chain into the senior management chain and even to running running an aviation company that's a really cool story (laughs) Um, so how does you know does have you found any like um uh, differences in how uh, you know how's it how's it been trans going from avionic electrical to you know sound effect um, electrical? Is there any difference in that, or is it just kind of more application than anything? Uh, yeah, I think it's um, th- there is there are some subtle differences um, with with the way that the circuits are made up and the you know the components and stuff that are used in, and the way that they're used in the circuits to um, you know sort of like avionics components in the boxes but at the end of the day it all boils down to similar components of resistors transistors capacitors uh integrated circuits pcbs you know so it, there's some commonality um and also there's a lot more soldering with the guitar effects than you would expect uh, on an aircraft so soldering is not really commonplace on an aircraft anymore okay yeah that makes sense well, very cool. So like, um, you know, what kind of, do you, do you strive for like, cause I see you have a great array of, um, pedal, um, models already. Um, what kind of, uh, uh, do you have a specific genre that you kind of shoot for or what kind of sounds that you're, you're shooting for when you're creating the pedals? Well, I, I tend to make, uh, pedals that have got tone in them that can be enjoyed. Um, meaning really that I, I make the kind of pedals that have the warmer tones rather than the, the harsher, shriller tones, which is preferred by, by, by people, you know, by, you know, by other people. So, you know, I, I've got stuff that covers many of the decades, but I prefer the sort of the warm, warmer tones with the edges round, rounded off them. So some of the fuzzes that I make of, uh, are the slightly warmer tones Rather than the real harsh Velcro ripping tones that you do get with with, with some fuzz. Okay, would you consider like a lot of your sounds more vintage then, or you said kind yeah. of older? Yeah, there's there's definitely um, a lot of uh, vintage tones in there. Some of the, some of the base products that I make aren't vintage. They've got some uh, some more more modern tones in there, but I think that suits the bass actually. To be honest with you, okay. Um, Whereas the guitar with some of the, the, the tones, um, you know, coming from the 70s and the 80s, that there's, you know, it's through that period of where solid state came in, uh, valve state was was going out, and we seem to be going round now back to the, you know, valve amps to get that the tone, um, and also, you know, the sort of analog style effects rather than the digital effects, which functionally may be able to do quite a lot more with programming and stuff. But um, I think sometimes the digital effects take away 
some of the tone of the pedals are because they're a bit too clinical. Um, that, that would be by layman's interpretation. Okay. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I mean, I've, I've heard that before, you know, that everyone wants to find the next greatest and best thing to continue to move sound and music forward. But uh, a lot of people just, you know, there's, there's a lot of sounds that people just love and stick to and gravitate towards and people don't always want change necessarily, especially if digital is affecting how, you know, it used to be done. So, yeah. Well, cool. So do you have any, uh, or I should ask, um, out of all your pedals, do you have a, a golden child or a favorite? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Eddie Murphy question. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think, I think I like my, my version of the plexi in a box. I think that's my golden child, but I do have a very soft spot for my chorus and flanger um, as well because of the sort of style of music that I was listening to as a youngster in the 80s. Okay. So that they every time I play with those, it always transports me miraculously back to the 80s. Isn't it amazing how music can do that? Yeah. <laughs> or sounds, I guess, in this case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have to say, when I looked at your website, I immediately took a liking to the bass sub-octave just because that's the name of my company. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, okay. <laughs> but you know, I it, that's that was just my uh, very shallow preference. I it's not like I, I play bass or anything. <laughs> right, okay. That's cool. So, um, kind of going back to uh, uh, your uh, the uh, you said you're a family-owned business. Um, so you know who's all involved? Uh, who who gets what job? And you know, kind of how how did things work with that uh, kind of dynamic for you guys? Well, I I tend to do. Um, most things in the company of, as incapable of doing all of them, but some of them not as, as well as others. So to try and spread my time and, and spread it amongst um, the family, my daughter, uh, who's just finishing her A-levels um, today at school, so she does photography. Um, so she's, she's done quite a lot of the early photography of some of the, the old, older models that we do. And she looks after some of the social media, such as the Instagram and those other more modern ones that the, the younger people use to get um, our products out there and what we're doing and what we're up to and, and where we'll be. My wife, she still works full time, but she gives up her, her free time to accompany to the trade shows. Um, she's a very good salesperson. And she does now start to help me with talking to retailers and putting together um, certain uh, literature to push in the front of, of retailers or um, investors, etc. And she also looks after LinkedIn for flatly guitar pedals. So she does a little bit of the, the social media as well. Um, I now tend to focus on physically going and doing demonstrations with the retailers or um, giving up my time to go and do a, a day demonstration in a music shop where they've organized customers to come in and uh, try out the pedals. So I pitch up there with all the pedal boards and talk people through if they've got technical questions, want to know what the functions are, etc. Uh, and obviously the build as well. But we also have a custom workshop as well where people can come, uh, particularly if they live in the UK rather than the US, um, but if anybody from the U.S. was over on holiday, they'd be more than welcome. So people can come and bring their own guitar and, and an amp if they want to, 
and then they can try out the pedal and they can customize it because we do quite a lot of customization of pedals where we add um, halo light plating or light rings or change the color of the, the nuts on the top plate and different color LEDs, flashing LEDs and stuff. So we really try and, and customize the pedal as much as, as people want to to make it individual for them. Um, hence, any pedal that I have is available in any graphics that you can see that my, my pedal is, is available in. So it, as long as you don't mind the weight because it has to go through the paint shop, um, which, you know, you have to fit into their production line as well. So, you know, it, it can be, if, if the graphics are out there, then we can generally tend to put the graphics on the pedal. So making it totally unique. That is really cool. I had, is there anybody else doing like that much customization to the actual visuals? I I don't think so, but I have heard of people offering that option, um, but totally different than mine, but where people maybe have, have, have offered to do hand-painted um, pedals, you know, but it's it doesn't appear to be that common, um, n- not in the in the UK anyway. Yeah, and I, I would almost vouch. I mean, again, I'm not a guitar player, but I'd almost vouch that there. I don't I don't think I've ever seen that much. I mean, usually the most customization I've seen here is people throwing stickers on their pedals because they have stickers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's really cool. I mean, to be able to personalize it that much and um, just be able to, yeah, that's really a great personality trait, I think. And I feel like that'd be a great if there's no one to do over here doing it yet. That it'd be great as you get as you're. Uh, tried to explain spam more globally so that's really awesome yeah I'd, I'd probably have to split myself in half matt to be half over here in the uk and half in the states yeah you're going to need a twin brother pretty soon i'm sure right? yeah. <laughs> i mean the problem is is because the, the the you know america is so vast compared to the uk um you, you know i could probably hop on a plane in america and 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 travel to another state which is you know probably a lot a lot further than you know the complete size of the uk so i think that would be a a pretty difficult one to do for me in the states or or being you know fixed in a fixed place in you know one of the states in america offering that service yeah so are you looking do you aside from because i see all the stores that you have on your website are those i'm assuming those are all uk based retail shops yeah they're all uk um uk based but what um what what i do is if i do get a contact from the states then i would ship something to the states um that wouldn't be an issue for me so you know and i i want to i've been told by quite a few of the of the music uh people you know that our reps and deal within the bigger companies say that my pedals would go down very well in america because of the designs and it's kind of something that you know would be they seem to think that it would be taking on um, very well because of the way that they look and, and obviously hopefully people like the sound of them. Yeah, definitely. Have you, do you have any retailers or any distribution in the States yet or is it still a fairly new, new idea? No, I, I don't have any yet, but I would like to have some. So it, it is something that, um, you know, I would want to do um, fairly quickly to be perfectly honest with you. It's, it's just, having the right connections or the right person to to hook up so i mean i I get contacted by people on linkedin um but you don't know who they are you don't know whether it's genuine or just somebody fishing for a a, you know a a free batch of pedals or whichever so 
it's it's a pretty difficult one unless you know I, I meet somebody that is a you know maybe an independent rep that would market the pedals across whatever sector that they work in America but um, but yeah no I would most definitely like to be um, selling my pedals in America because I think you guys would uh, like it and I have seen um, some uh, images that I can get for some of my pedals that has the American flags on it and stuff so I do a couple of pedals that have the the British Union Jack flag on it, so um, I could do something that's quite patriotic as well. Cool. I I, I can imagine there's going to be plenty of people who would love that, and I was going to say Nashville comes to mind. I'm sure country people, oh, country okay. people would love that. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Well, you're going to have to educate me there, then, Matt. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you said you kind of are looking for who who might gravitate toward your pedals and. And initially looking at your logo, I'm immediately drawn to the fact that it kind of makes your guitar pedals look more like they're rock focused. Is that right? Or is that just kind of, um, well, I think, um, rock, I mean, rock covers such a wide, um, such a, a wide focus, but I mean, you know, I have a big range of modulation effects. So, you know, your chorus, your flanges, your phases, your, de- your delays and stuff. And then I cover, fuzz distortion and overdrives and there are so many different um tones of overdrive in there that i'm sure that they they cover a a rather large plethora of different rock styles you know from kind of like the seattle sound to the you know sort of the zeppelin sounds to the floyd sounds the hendrix um and you know even sort of like you know your boston so you know big american rock bands and stuff like that even down to your guns and roses so, uh, you know, but I mean, I do some pedals that work well with blues and they clean up very nicely, you know, um, compressor. So if you were playing jazz or funk, I do some, I do three different types of wah pedals, um, you know, which, which will take um, distorted sounds very well and still be very articulate. So I think we cover a wide plethora. The, uh, the, the logo is is kind of a rock and roll logo. You're quite right. Uh, that was actually designed by my daughter, and and we we like it, so we kind of stuck with it. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, and that might just be the drummer in me talking, you know, because I've never really <laughs> thought of the idea of uh, pedals necessarily being uh, marketed to a specific genre. But you know, I guess really uh, any guitar player could use it to any way to make any any genre change change its sound and feels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Cool. So how long does it kind of take you to make a pedal from start to finish or concept to, to, to final? Well, um, how did you bring one to life? Good question. <laughs> well, the box itself gets drilled by myself. So that takes 10 or 15 minutes. If it's an overdrive pedal to make the insides up, um, including you know populating the PCB and wiring it up, that kind of takes somewhere between one and a half to two hours. If it's some of the modulation effects, like the flanger or the bass suboctave, that can take me up to three hours because there's 150 components approximately on, on, on the PCB, so it takes a bit of time. The, the paint jobs is what takes the, the, the most time because I have somebody that, that does that for me um, and... I have to fit in with the production line, but the, the process of some of the um, of the boxes go through four different processes during the paint process. So 
you can't start one until the other one's finished. So if somebody wants a custom pedal where they choose their own graphics, I normally say to them four weeks, but I can normally turn it around in about three weeks. However, if I have what they want in stock, um, like the, you know, the empty case in the shell, I normally get that out to them within a couple of days. But I, I do carry a lot of stock in terms of I have what the pictures that you see on the website with the pedals in, in that form. I generally always have at least one to two of them in stock um, at the workshop. So if somebody wants one, I can dispatch it the following day or same day with a courier. Wow, that is, that's pretty awesome. I, I mean, I, I generally don't really get how long it would take to make one, but that seems like once you've got the schematics and stuff down for the electronics that you kind of just go on autopilot, it sounds like, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's um, once you've actually got your circuit working right and you're happy with it, then, you know, it, it's a relatively quick process by by hand uh, once you've stocked up and you've got the, the right components. But, you know, when you kind of design a, a, a circuit, it's really there's a lot of thinking and, and, you know, sometimes when you prototype in, there's a lot of soldering, desoldering, soldering, desoldering just to get the right values in there or, or change the resistor. So that can take... You know, that can take, you know, you can take as long as you want to on, on, on that, really. It just depends on, on what distractions you've got while you're doing that or whether you've, you know, you've set yourself a day um, or two days or three days, and that's all you're focused on. And as long as you come out of it with a box that you know how to drill off and a circuit how to make, and then the name, the graphics and everything else come come afterwards. But sometimes I, I know what I want graphically, and sometimes I fit the pedal style to suit the graphics sometimes, which is probably the wrong way around, but that's just sometimes how it works. Yeah, I, I would I would be the first one to say, like, as, you know, I, I do some design work, you'd be like, oh, if it's pretty, perhaps it will sound the exact same way it looks. Some people think that way. <laughs> yeah. Especially creative people yeah. or musicians. Might, you know, I don't know how many of them are creative in that way, but, you know, usually it's, they all have coming at it at a different angle. So, yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, I wanted to, the last thing I wanted to ask before we wrap up here is um, what's your website so people can find out more about your pedals. Okay. So the website is www.flatly, which is F L A T T L E Y guitar pedals.co.uk. Um, and you will see pretty much most of our range up there. Also, if you go to YouTube and just type in Flatly Guitar Pedals, then you should see videos of most products that we do. Some are very short videos, like one minute long, that just gives you a taster of what it's like, which is mainly what's linked to the website. But then there are videos from uh, live demonstrations, uh, and also there's some uh, long videos where I've sat with a presenter and we've just basically spent an hour talking about the bass pedals and giving people an idea of how they sound what they do and just general overview so there's a there's a real mix um on youtube uh of of flatly guitar pedals and also there's a lot of videos and a lot 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 more photographs on the flatly guitar pedals facebook page 
Cool. And we will um, include links to your social and your website and, and videos and stuff um, in the show notes for this afterwards. So people can right, uh, check that out. Yeah. I'm happy to do it. Um, but yeah, this has been awesome. Uh, I've, I've learned a lot. I, you know, I just beat on drums and this has been very educational for someone who has no electronics in his life. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time today. This has been fun. Um, it's been great. No, thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for listening to Behind the Backline, brought to you by Octave Media, an inbound marketing agency focused on helping music merchants develop an automated solution to increase website sales. You can find Octave Media at www.octave.media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or Google Play Music to learn more about great products and companies in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space. And be sure to leave a review to let us know what you thought of this episode. We encourage you to share us with your friends and colleagues via social media, and we'll see you next time. Take care.